What type of investor are you? We can help you find out. If you're looking for a fun and fast way to jumpstart your investment journey, we have just a thing. Take the What's Your Investment Secret Sauce quiz. Within a few short minutes, you can learn what it is that makes you different from other investors, pointing you in the direction of your dreams and goals. Who knows? This might be the first step of what could be an incredible, life-changing journey. Take the quiz by going to kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. Again, it's kittysisters.com slash secret sauce. In this deep dive explanation we're about to get into, you're able to not just understand these terms, but what they are measure and how to use them when vetting potential deals. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the nine to five. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Cashflow Multipliers podcast. If you're here, thank you. We love what we get to do and share our passion for multifamily, apartment syndication, investing, and all things passive income. Yes, we're so grateful for our incredible community of friends and followers who tune in each week. And if you're new here, welcome. We're Palmy and Nancy Kitty, aka the Kitty Sisters. And we're like to consider ourselves a financial BFFs for high-level entrepreneurs. You know, speaking of friendships, a big part of a good friend is actually telling your friends secrets. Ah, yes, that good old sleepover secret. I remember it vividly. I mean, come on, who can forget the pizza, the true or dare, the seance, someone's inevitably starts. Sometimes in the world of apartment syndication, it can feel like a little bit more exclusive sleepover invite. There's a lot of inside language and confusing abbreviations. No one is trying to bring back the dead, thank God. Oh my God, right? But people might try to scare you with all these insider lingo that can make you feel left out. And that feeling we don't want for anyone for sure. Yeah, and that's why today, as your financial BFFs, we're letting you in on knowing and understanding the difference between two common terms your sponsorship team might use to indicate how much passive investors will make. Maybe you guys have already heard of this, right? And those two terms are called AR and IRR. AAR stands for Average Annualized Return and IRR stands for Internal Rate of Return. Yep, Nan both measures the return on investment or ROI. Definitely. And we hope we haven't lost you with all these abbreviations. Stick with us. We promise it gets better, especially since these are calculations and terms that will help you navigate how much you're getting, you know, to keep in your pocket. Here's what we want you to know, dear listeners, your savvy investors always on the hunt to pursue knowledge. As we like to say, you know, just enough to be dangerous. And that translates (laughs) to everything you do, not just investing. That's why knowing the difference between these two terms is crucial. In this, like, you know, deep dive explanation we're about to get into, you're able to not just understand these terms, but what they are measure and how to use them when vetting potential deals. So pass the pizza and get comfy because we don't keep secrets here. Palm, let's kick things off with AAR, the average annualized return. The AAR is a simple equation used to calculate the average amount of money an investment earns each year. AAR is calculated by taking the total ROI and dividing it by the years of investment. Okay, now let's take a pause here because 
We don't want to freak anyone out with all the talk about calculations. It's pretty obvious <laughs> that math is a part of the deal when it comes to being in the investor world. So we'll give you some practical example to help you follow along. Here's the formula for the AAR. AAR equal to total ROI divided by the number of years of investment. For example, let's say you invest $100,000 in an apartment syndication that you totally love, has been vetted, and you're excited to get moving. Your sponsorship team tells you that the total ROI provided to you is, you know, $100,000 over five years. Yep, seems pretty straightforward, right? So that means that the AAR is 100,000 divided by five years equals 20,000 average annual return. This is the high level estimate of some of the deals that you're going to get and how you're going to earn each year that your money is tied into the project. Now, Palmer and I are here to tell you that typically when being presented with investment opportunity by, you know, apartment operators, they will give you an, an AAR as an like as a percentage, not like a number, right? For example, you may be looking at investing $100,000 in a deal that has an, a projected 20% annual return. So thus, look at what it means for you. Let's do the math. 20% of $100,000 equals to $20,000 a year. Now, the term each year can be a little tricky here, especially if you're investing for equity growth. In that case, you may not see $20,000 in your bank account each year. Remember, because you're investing as an equity partner or limited partner, LP, you'll be getting a lump sum payout at the end of the deal cycle. And that adds up to the AAR being $20,000 per year, but all is paid at once. So if the life cycle is five years, that means it will be $20,000 times five, totaling back to your original $100,000. Of course, each deal and each percentage is different. So Nan, what are we looking at for today's market? What kind of expectations should we um, let our, our listeners know about? Well, anything that is 16% or higher is generally considered a good AR for a stabilized property needing light cosmetic upgrades, you know, nothing to bust out, you know, like the sludge hammers for, but maybe a fresh paint of coat and upgraded smart lock. Now, on the other flip side, on the flip side, actually, if an apartment needs a little extra DLC, heavier value add projects should be at 16% or higher. As for apartment that need all new construction, that rate should be above 18% due to the higher risk and lack of cash flow. Though AAR is really popular among a lot of apartment syndicators, we prefer the IRR route, which we'll get into a second. Palm, can you explain why? Here's why. Let's say you're comparing two properties. Property A requires a five-year investment with a return of 100% ROI. Property 2 requires 10 years investment with a return of 200% ROI. When you do the math, both property yields 20% AAR, 100% divided by five years and 200% divided by 10 years. But there's a significant difference here, which is time. Property B holds your money for double the time that property A does. Now, while you're considering AAR, know that AAR is not considering an array of factors that can arise from this long time horizon. We've all been a witness to these past two years, and now you're talking 10. That's a lot of faith in father time to not mess with your investment. Yes, these factors include inflation, time, and opportunity costs. These additional costs can result in significantly lower real return, which in the kitty kingdom is never good. Of course, you're smart and you choose the five-year property, which is why it's critical to understand IRR, not just AAR, when vetting a deal. Definitely. Palm, speaking of IRR, shall we get into the details? For sure. So IR stands for Internal Rate of Return. The IR still me is measurement of the annual return, but 
is a lot more complicated of an equation that offers a deeper dive into the potential return on investment. If you're here and wondering what's going on, don't worry, Pam and I got you. Of course we do. And we're, because we're your financial BFFs, the major difference between an AAR and IR is that the IR takes value of time in consideration when considering the return on investment, which is for us a major plus. We're of the belief here that using ARR alone is too simplistic, leaving out the reality of today's dollars value and longevity of the deal. In this economy, we need all the security we get as investor, right? And sometimes it feels like playing a game where the rules change at every move. Not fun and completely unpredictable. Using IRR allows investors to truly compare apples to apple. While the math may be, you know, more complicated, it's also more exact. So passive investor can make a more, you know, informed decision. As a note here, as passive investor, you wouldn't need to do all the math yourself. When you're reviewing an investment opportunity, your sponsorship team will say, hey, the AR here is, you know, 20% and the IRR is 16%. So we know for those of you who's curious what's involved in the IRR calculation, we've got you. A few things here. IRR takes into consideration the level of annual distribution for investors, the date the property will be sold, and the price the property is purchased for and also will be sold for. All of these are used to calculate the total projected return. All of these factors take into account what AAR does not. And because of that, you may actually see that the estimate IRR of a projected return is lower than the estimated AAR. So Nan, what's this complex formula? I mean, it's nothing Einstein level, but it does require the same formula as net present value, also known as NPV does. This is because the IRR is in fact the discounted rate that would make the NPV of an investment equal to zero. But here's the good news. As a passive investor, again, you don't have to worry about this too much. This is where your sponsorship team comes in and does the job for you. Shall we get into the numbers? Yes, let the fun begin. <laughs> if you're listening, we put these calculations in the show notes on our website, thekittysisters.com slash podcast. So let's use the same numbers from the AAR example and compare the IR for the same project with identical cash returns. For sure, let's take a look at the initial investments of $100,000 for EasyMac. Each year in a five-year um, in the five-year hold period, your cash flow return is uh, $20,000 until year five. In year five, you're making $100,000 return on investment, right? $100,000, 20% IRR and ARR. Why is that? The reason the numbers of ARR and IRR are identical is because you have an identical distribution each year. And so that's why, because there's no differentiation. There's no more money going into at the beginning versus the end and vice versa. Now, if the cash returns from the investment are distributed in different increment with more being returning in the later years, since IRR takes into account, like, you know, account for timing, the IRR is now lower than AR. Let's look at an example again, except this time the IRR is 14.98%. So let's say you invest $100,000 over five years. In year one, you make a cash flow of $6,007. In year two, you make $7,260. In year three, $8,540. And in year four, $9,005. And in year five, $9,050. And this also accounts, this is the cash flow portion. The other portion of the IR would be obviously the appreciation or the equity or the capital gains on the back end. Combining those numbers, the IR for this deal would be 14.98%. In this case, the IR is technically lower than the AAR. 
14.98% versus 20% because more of the cash is received in later years and the IRR calculation takes into consideration whereas AAR does not, right? Wow, there's so many AAR and IRR here. But none of this answer the question, what is considered a good IRR? So, Palm, what would you say is considered a good IRR here? That's a really great question and one that a lot of people ask us and I think savvy investors definitely need to have in mind. Currently, since the data is courting, a good IRR for like a stabilized, very minimal value add play that we need to do would be like a 13 to 14%. Any healthy IR value for heavier ads properties, like something that you have to do heavy lifting should be anything like 15% or 16% for new construction or higher. Palmer are definitely no math teacher here, but hopefully you're starting to see the difference between AR and IRR and how two commonly used calculation when it comes to multifamily apartment syndication. Both measure the investor estimate return on investment, but really specifically like different, right? Palm, what would you say to Kitty's sister recommendation here? Stick to IR as it offers a more detailed look at the potential profit. While no one can see into the future, you'll be able to determine how much annual cash flow distribution from your investment will be coming in so that you can hit your freedom metric ASAP. Definitely. Well, guys, that's it from us today. We love hanging out with you. So be sure to hit that share button and subscribe before you leave. Follow us on you know, the Kitty Sisters on Instagram and we'll be back soon. Talk soon. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast.